Wow, that was such a precious time of worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for what you've done for us, Jesus. And we thank our brother Vinny and so many of our guest worship teams that have been helping us during this COVID-19. Can I invite you right now for just a moment? If you haven't already, maybe you've just logged on. I just want you to lift your hands to the Lord. And I want us to give God these next few moments for his word to truly inspire and increase our faith. Faith is what we're talking about. All of 2020. And the Lord knew we would have challenges to our faith. We would have attacks on our faith. But he said faith, the size of a mustard seed, could move that mountain. So Father, as my friends join me, as we lift our hands in worship to you today, Holy Spirit, I ask you to anoint your words, to anoint your servant, to anoint all of us as we hear the message that you've intended for us on this day, this first Sunday in June. And God, I give you my mind, my heart, my speech, and my life to be molded and used by you, not only today, but in the weeks and the days ahead. So Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, we give you this time. Make your presence real in that living room, in that dining room, wherever that person is watching online service today, as they're gathering. Remove all distractions, I pray in the name of Jesus. And let these next few minutes be as if we have truly pulled up a seat and you have pulled up a chair beside us to speak to us from heaven. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, you're looking good today. You're looking good today. It is a good day. I want to thank the Lord for helping us navigate the world around us. Even as I am speaking this message, we want you to know that we are actively preparing for a safe return to our worship gatherings in Rome. Our team has been putting together many and considering many unique factors to our specific church. And those factors have gone into the team's prayers and meetings and current preparations so that very soon we are going to have an announcement for you about the day and the time and the way in which you will register to come to service at Via Guido Castelnovo 28 at ICF Rome, where we can gather again, albeit with some restrictions because of COVID-19. Um, we're thankful that during these last three months, we have not missed one service, that we have been able to gather online on Wednesdays and Thursdays and special meetings. And on Sundays, we've been able to worship together. And so today, I'm very excited that Pastor Rick is uh, uh, allowing me the privilege to begin our new theme that God gave us in late August of 2019. He knew God knows everything. Can you imagine in 2019, God knew how sick in every way our world would be in June of 2020. And I believe God wanted to prepare us to bring a message of hope and peace and healing and restoration that we could see and stand upon the promises that he is Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. He can heal all manner of sickness and disease. As we prepare to take communion later in this message, it's also to me very appropriate 
with the chaos in our world, that we remember the sacrifices Jesus made for every single human being on the planet, every tribe, every tongue, that we all could truly know the redeeming, healing power of the love of Christ that he shed for you and I. So this morning, our theme verse, we have two for faith moves our health. And the first one is found in James chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. And it says, the prayer of faith, offered in faith, will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Amen. And our second verse is Jeremiah 33, 6. It's an amazing verse. It's a verse I stood on for over a year when Pastor Rick was needing healing from a tumor in his head. But it says this, the Lord says, nevertheless, in other words, no matter what else is going on, I will bring health and healing to it. And I will heal my people and allow them to enjoy abundant peace and security. Jeremiah 33, 6. So this morning, I want to ask us the question, how in the world do we have health in the middle of sickness? How do we know health in the middle of a sin-sick world of not only disease and virus, but the pandemic of violence and fear and injustice that rages around the globe? Well, if I need to know how I'm going to have health, I need to know what health is, right? So I always like to go to the dictionary to get a broad explanation of the topic. And so by definition, health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And I believe today, more than ever before in my life, that God has a plan to restore health to sick lives. I've witnessed him do it in my life. I've seen him do it in my husband's life. I've seen him do it in multiple friends and family. I believe God wants us to be healthy in all areas, that state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, all areas of the lives that we live. And I believe today that God has given us a promise of restoration. When we look at Jeremiah 33 in the Bible, he was showing me this promise earlier last couple weeks ago as I was beginning to pray about this. This was before the recent wave of chaos that has broken out in America and around the globe. But once again, this reminds me that when God speaks to me in his word a month ago, two months ago, last year, it will be relevant for my life and your life today. Why? Because his word is true and his word, the Bible, is relevant for every situation in our lives. It is the guidebook to peace and the light for our path. 
So I want you to read with me Jeremiah 33, 1 through 11. I believe she will have it on the screen there, but I want you to get your Bible. If, if you're writing it down, I want you to make notes, circle a word or a phrase that sticks out to you. Jeremiah 33, 1 through 11. This is what God's word says. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard on lockdown, the word of the Lord came to him another time, a second time. And this is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says about the houses in the city and the royal palaces of Judah that have been torn down against the siege and the sword in the fight with the Babylonians. They will be filled with dead bodies of people that I will slay in my anger and wrath. I will hide my face from this city because of its wickedness. But here's verse six. God saying, nevertheless, no matter the siege, no matter the torment, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Verse seven, I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. Now I want you to see something in verse seven. I will bring Judah and Israel back. You know what Judah means? Praise. Has sickness stolen your praise? Jesus said, God said in his word, I'll bring praise back. I will restore Judah and Israel. You know what Israel means? Israel means God contends, God who fights for us. So in the midst of sickness, the word of God says, I will bring Judah praise and Israel, God contending for us. I will rebuild it as it was before. Amen. Verse eight, I will cleanse them from all the sin that they have committed against me and forgive their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring renowned joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth. And hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, wherever you might be today, it is a desolate waste without people or animals. Yet in the towns of Judah, hear this word again, in the towns of praise, in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that may be deserted or inhabited by neither people nor animals, there will be once more, there will be once more, verse 11, the sounds of joy, the sounds of gladness, the voices of a bride and the bridegroom and the voices of those who bring thank offerings, praise to the house of the Lord, saying, give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever, for I will restore. There's that word again about health and restoration. I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. You see, God's word is powerful. You go back and meditate on Jeremiah 33. 1 through 11, and you hear the word of the Lord about the health of the land, the health of your life, the health of your family, the health of your soul. He will restore and bring back Judah 
praise and Israel, God contending and fighting for you. So today I have five prescriptions towards total well-being. Five prescriptions towards total well-being. You can follow along on the chat on Facebook, on YouTube, in the Soundcast. But if you have a chat capacity in where you're watching and joining in this service, you know, Pastor Rick always says, hello, can I hear an amen? It's very powerful when we see that amen in the chat. And as you're hearing these prescriptions, if something speaks to you or you want to agree, will you type amen? Will you type hallelujah so that others that are joining the service will hear the praise going forth as the Lord brings health to each of us? Type that amen in the chat. Say, yes, Pastor Jen, I'm here for you. I'm cheering you on today because we need to cheer one another on. So these five prescriptions toward total well-being are for the body, the mind, and the spirit. The body, the mind, and the spirit. It is a prescription for all to follow. And I even believe we could say, as the scripture said, examine what's going on in the city and do the same. So here's the first one. Examine for total health and well-being. The first prescription if you're a doctor, I'm writing that prescription out on a piece of paper and saying, here's what I want you to do to get your health back. Examine your heart and repent and remove any unforgiveness, any bitterness, any sin that stands between you and God. Now more than ever, I believe God is asking us to examine ourselves, our lives, our attitudes, the way we think about each other. Ask Jesus to purify us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Pastor Rick will ask you to do this in a few moments when we take communion together. But I'm saying even right now, I believe as I was praying, there would be somebody that begins to feel the Holy Spirit touching their heart and saying, God, I need to repent. I've let anger and bitterness rise up in me and I'm sick. I don't have that well-being emotionally. I don't have that well-being mentally. I'm sick. You might, I might be a strong runner. I might have physical strength, but my, my, my manhood, my, my womanhood, my personhood feels sick. And God is saying, examine your heart and repent. I've done that this week. I've said, Jesus, if there's anything in me, any harm that I've done, Forgive me and purify me. Let my words and my life bring honor and glory to you, Jesus. Examine your heart and repent. The second thing I believe, the second prescription, is to then examine your patterns and habits. What gets most of your time in a given day? What are you allowing to affect this temple where the Lord dwells. The, the Bible says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That the little children will say, where does Jesus live? He lives in here. So what am I doing that affects this temple where I've invited Jesus to dwell? How is your body? Examine the habits that are in your life. How is your mind? Examine your thoughts and your patterns of thinking. How is your spirit? Examine the habits that you do that draw you closer or farther away from the love of Jesus. We have to examine our lives 
You know, when you go to a doctor, because we're talking about health, you go to a doctor, they begin to examine what's been going on, what's your past history, what's your current history, um, what are your symptoms, how are you managing it every day. That's what God is saying to us about our comprehensive well-being that we believe God is speaking to us about this month. What are the things you're doing that draw you closer or farther away from Jesus? Number three, prescription. I believe God is saying to examine your intake. What are you taking in? What you eat, that's a very practical thing. I'm examining that I gotta get rid of some sweets and get some more exercise going. What do you drink? What do you read? What you watch? What you listen to? Social media is wonderful. That's why we're joining together online today. But social media has exploded in our world. And I believe it's stripping away our ability to run to God's word in his presence first. I love being on social media. I love feeling connected in this three months when we've been so isolated and so quarantined. I'm thankful for it. But I believe God has said to me, examine your intake. There are times we have to turn off Facebook. We have to turn off the TV. We have to turn off the news. We have to turn off things. Because God in his mercy wants to rebuild us, to restore us to health and give us abundant peace and security. So we have to examine our intake. Is your intake more on social media than in God's presence? You know, some of our phones will tell us you've spent this much time on your phone this week. I want the Holy Spirit to say to me, wow, you've spent so much time in my presence. I, I love being with you. That's a wonderful thing. Examine your intake. Number four, expose the enemy's tactics. You know, when we're sick, there's a virus, there's a bacteria, there's an infection, and we have to expose that enemy in our physical body. If we're going to be well in body, mind, spirit, and soul, we have to understand the spiritual realm and expose the enemy's tactics to steal, to kill, to destroy, to discourage, to quench our faith. He's relentless. In fact, I think he has accelerated his attack on the body of Christ. He will do whatever he can to cause your trust to be in anything other than God and his holy word and his Holy Spirit. I want you to know my trust is in God alone. My trust, I stand in Christ alone because he is the one who will give me peace. He is the one who will give me healing. I am a part of this world. He called Zacchaeus to come down out of that tree. Come down and be a part of it. We talked about that last year. So we don't retreat. We're not going to stay in quarantine forever. I want to be among the people of the world. I want to be among the people of Rome. I want to be among the people of ICF Rome. But I want you to know, I understand the enemy is trying to quench the ability for me because faith moves us. That's the theme of 2020. And faith moves our generosity. Faith moves our giving. Faith moves our relationships. Faith moves our health. So of course the enemy is going to attack things that would make us to lose our faith in God's word, in God's love, in God's people. Don't let the enemy use those tactics against you. 
I understand that God is saying he wants us to be strong, united not by nation or race or gender, but united through Christ, identifying that each of us is different. And it's very powerful that we stand with our brothers and sisters who are hurting. But God is saying, I want you, as we say often at ICF Rome, I want you to be rooted and grounded in Jesus culture. And all of us, regardless of what country we come from, regardless of who we vote for, we can be rooted and grounded in the culture of Jesus if we stand upon the word and we recognize the enemy's tactics. Tactics. We must raise up godly standards in our life that expose and defeat the enemy of our soul. Tell the devil, not today. Type it in the chat. Not today, devil. You're not taking my faith. No matter what the doctor said. No matter what the banker said. No matter what the prime minister said. No matter what the president said. No matter what the governor said. Not today, devil. You're not going to use those words to steal my faith in God alone. In Jesus Christ and the love of Christ that is proclaimed in the word of God. Amen. And done through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in each of our lives. Good. I will not fear. I will not give in or give up. I will press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I'm exposing the enemy's tactics. I'm telling you to expose the enemy's tactics. And don't lose sight or focus of God and his word and his ability to heal you, to heal your family, to heal your land, to heal our cities. Jesus is the answer. And it's not a cop-out. Prayer is not a cop-out. It's a commandment. And it's a commandment because Jesus said, I want you to know how to pray. Number five prescription is to exalt the name of the Lord God. Exalt the name of the Lord God. If you're sick, if you're worried about even this week, we've prayed for those who have fallen ill with sickness and we have interceded and seen God move the health back into position, back into view. And we are standing with others who are still waiting for that complete health to be remedied and to be evident. But in the midst of it, we will give God praise. Give him your generous faith to move in your life. Don't be stingy with God. Because God said, I want you to have faith and move mountains. Maybe that is a mountain of doubt. Maybe that is a mountain of sin. Maybe that is a mountain of, of discouragement and despair. But when you exalt the name of the Lord our God, can we do that for a minute? Can just right where you are, will you lift your hands? Will you just say, God, I exalt you. I exalt you, Lord God. I lift your name above all other names. There is no other name. God given among men whereby we can be saved except for the name of Jesus Christ. So Lord, in the midst of sickness, in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of chaos, we exalt the name of the Lord God. I exalt the name of the Lord God. Type it in. I exalt the name of the Lord God in the middle of my situation because praise, remember Judah, I will restore praise. Praise is powerful warfare that defeats the enemy of sickness and disease. As you examine your life and your actions, make sure that your words and your life is exalting. What does exalting mean? To put up, to raise up higher, to make known more. I want to make known the love of Jesus. I want to make known the name of my God. 
Make sure that your life is exalting the name and the power of the Lord Most High. So as we've taken those prescriptions and the doctor, the great physician, the Jehovah Rapha has said, you've sat in my office today and I've examined your life and you've examined it with me and you, I've written you some prescriptions today, the Lord says. Now I'm asking you, this is from the Lord, will you make these five declarations over your life? Five declarations that you will make over your life. And as we declare together, let me see it in the chat. Say amen. Let's say it together. I declare, I declare that faith moves my healing. I declare faith moves my healing. Each one of these declarations is going to have a scripture. God's holy word that guides our lives and should and must guide the declarations we make for our health. So I'm asking you today, if sickness has come in or you've been affected by sickness in these past three months, in the first since 2020 started, listen, don't tell me that 2020 is a waste because God has been doing something in each of our lives if we've let him to cause the roots of our faith to go stronger, to cause the praise of our God to go louder so that we depend on nothing else but Jesus. I've had people tell me, I thought I would go crazy being locked up in my apartment all this time, but I've learned that I have all I need when I have the word and Jesus and I can be in his presence. That's a powerful thing that we learn for life. So I want you to hear the scripture and then I want you to make the declaration and the declaration is also going to be put on the screen. So the first scripture is Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, Pay attention, or daughter, pay attention to what I say. Turn ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. So here's the declaration. Father, I pay attention and turn my ear to your words. I will not let them out of my sight. I keep them within my heart for they are life to me and health to my whole body. Today, if you're sick and you're making this declaration, you are saying, I'm going to focus on what God has said. I know who I'm talking to today. God is going to heal your sickness. God is going to take away these symptoms. God is going to strengthen your body. He's going to strengthen your mind. That anxiety, that fear that comes in because you're not sure what these symptoms mean, God has already defeated it. He's already written the end of the story. He's just letting us on the journey. And so today, when you declare, I will keep it within my heart because it will be life to me and health to my body. The second one will be coming from Acts 3.16. And it says, by faith, faith moves, by faith, what's it in? The name of Jesus. This man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes from him that has completely healed him as you all can see. Wow. Completely healed. You don't stop praising Jesus until you're completely healed. You've heard Pastor Rick's story and testimony. He continues to praise Jesus for the healing that happened in his body. By faith, number two declaration, by faith in the name of Jesus, 
Type it in. By faith in the name of Jesus, I am made strong. Amen. It is Jesus name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed me. I will be completely healed. The third, the third declaration will come from Jeremiah 17, verse 14. Jeremiah 17, verse 14 says, Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. Amen. There's that thread running through. What, what leads to healing? Praise. God brings restoration. So here's the declaration. I declare healing is happening. Will you say that right now? I declare healing is happening. I declare, I declare healing is happening for people I love and care about. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are the one I praise. Our fourth declaration comes from the scripture verse in Exodus 23, 25, where it says, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take sickness from among you. I will take sickness away from among you. So here's the simple declaration. Thank you, Lord. You say it. Thank you, Lord, that you take away sickness from me. Thank you, Lord, that you take away sickness from me. Sickness of body, sickness of thoughts, sickness of the atmosphere around me. Thank you, Lord, that you take sickness away from influencing my life. And here's the final declaration that comes from Jeremiah 30. Jeremiah 30, verse 17 says, But I, the Lord, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds. There are wounds in our society today. There are wounds in your life from past hurts that have brought sickness of heart, sickness of mind, sickness of thought. God said, I will restore you to health and I will heal your wounds. So that declaration today is Jesus restores me to health and heals all my wounds. I have no bitterness. I have no unforgiveness. We, we said that at the beginning and we're going to say it again during communion. But I want you to remember this. I know what's happening in our world. There is nothing, nothing, say nothing. There is nothing too difficult for God to heal. He wants to restore your health. He wants to restore our health. He wants to restore the world. That's why he said, I won't come until everyone's had a chance to hear. I want people to know. And time is short. And time is running out. And Jesus is coming back. And he is coming back for a bride that presents herself to him. Because he wants to heal and restore our lives. He wants us to know nothing is too big for God to handle. He's not looking at the world. He's not looking at the pandemic and saying, oh man, where did this come from? This one, I wasn't expecting this one. He already had a system in place. He sent Jesus to be the sacrifice for the sin sick world. Then Jesus said, I'm going, but I'm leaving the Holy Spirit. He's going to be a comforter. He's going to empower you so that greater works will you do because I go to my father. God already had a plan. And if you don't have that power, you need the Holy Spirit today. You can begin to say, Holy Spirit, come in. I want the fullness of the Holy Spirit. 
body, mind, soul, and spirit, faith moves our health. I want you to know I have some declarations of my own in closing this message. My God is a deliverer. My God is a healer. My God is peace. My God is love. My God is redemption. My God is provider. My God is wisdom. My God is courage. My God is the rebuilder of broken lives. My God is my refuge in time of trouble. Today, these are tears I weep over our land, over our quarantines, over people's hearts and minds who are weary. But I want you to know, I declare that he is delivered and the refuge in time of trouble. He's the healer of our wounds, all of them. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Don't let any diagnosis detour your faith. Don't let any crisis of news or circumstance hinder your faith. Please just worship with me for a moment. Because God, we need you in our land. We need you in our bodies. We need you in our families. We don't have the answers, but you do. Holy Spirit, flow. Would you break our hearts for what breaks yours? And would you heal our hearts with your loving, soothing power that you came to the cross to do for us so many years ago? And we remember it every month. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Don't let any diagnosis today detour your faith. Don't let any crisis of news or circumstance hinder your faith but let it fuel your prayers with the specifics needed so that when God answers, you will know he brought healing on that day because faith moves our healing. As we prepare for communion, I want you to pray with me for just a moment. We are gonna, Pastor Rick is gonna lead us in communion, but right now where you are, maybe something has spoken to your heart about what's sick in your life. Maybe you thought it was about physical health, but God is showing you maybe it's something else. And he is reminding you that Jesus is the answer for your life. So right now, if that's you, I can't see you through this online church, but the Holy Spirit can see you. Would you lift your hand? Would you say, God, that's me. I need more of Jesus in my life. I want my life to be healed. I want my wounds to be healed. I want there to be peace so I don't have anxiety, but I need Jesus. And if that's you, Jesus wants to come into your life today. He wants to make a difference that will change the trajectory of 2020 for you. No matter the circumstances, your life will be better with Jesus in charge. So let's pray. You pray with me. You say it after me. Dear Lord Jesus. I ask you right now to come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Those things that have separated me from you. I give all of me to you, Lord. Come into my life from this day forward. For the rest of my life, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. Amen. amen. And I'm going to let Pastor Rick pray for the healing.
that needs to happen because as we do communion, there's going to be healing moments right where you are. You're going to take your communion and your cracker, but I want you to know that I have anointed oil this week and I have said, Lord, symbolically, as Pastor Rick prepares the communion, would people begin to touch their heart and their mind and say, God, I thank you for healing. What a great word that Pastor Jennifer gave us today. Wow. And I pray that maybe you were one of those people that just gave your life to Christ. Man, don't miss your next opportunities to keep going, to do something more. You know, it's patterns of behavior. It's the processes of life. And, and our church here online campuses are, are, there, are here to help you. So there'll be some things there and after the service is over that will be online for you to uh, get some information that will help you. Also today during our communion time, we're going to spend some time praying. You know, with our world in such a chaotic mess right now for all the things. I want to, you know, since you're, you're the people that listen to me every week, I, I want to advise you, please, 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 as we get ready to receive this communion, I, I want to advise you, please don't listen to everyone else. Listen to your heart of what God would speak to you about things that are happening. Just because a news agency says something, that does not make it gospel. That, that's not the truth. And so you've got to be careful of what you say and what you post and what you think because you've heard something from somebody else. Pastor Jen alluded a little bit to the social media aspect of life. And don't let social media, just because somebody posts something, let that be the gospel for your life. Let it, and I tell people all the time, let it be supported by the Word of God. Let it be supported by your spiritual leaders in your life. So today, as you receive communion with us, I hope you have time now, had time to get your, your cracker and your juice. And you're sitting there and you're saying, Pastor, you know, I need miracle in my life today. Well, God's about to give it to you. I want to read this scripture to you. It's found in Matthew's gospel, chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. It says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. You know, as Jesus was in that, you talk about turmoil, you talk about chaos, you talk about mob, you talk about terrible, you talk about scourging, you talk about, you talk about rioting, oh, dear Lord. Just read the scriptures of what our Lord went through. Even in the night that he was betrayed, he took this bread to say, look, guys, I can help you. If you'll believe, I can help you. And, and so today, the, the word went forth from Pastor Jen that God is the God that heals. And he doesn't just heal our physical bodies, which thank God he does that. But he heals our, our mental, and he heals our, heals our spiritual man. 
And so today you may have a physical need. We're going to pray for a miracle. You may have an emotional need going on in your life right now. God is going to heal you. It doesn't matter what you have need of. God is bigger than your need. And today, as I pray, before we take this bread, I want us to believe that those stripes that were taken upon our Lord and Savior's back in the midst of chaos, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of rioting, in the midst of it all, He took those stripes because he knew a couple thousand years later there'd be people needing healing. So today, Lord, we stand on the promise of your word that by your stripes we are healed. Physically, Lord, I pray right now for every type of sickness. God, I pray for the COVID-19 patients. God, be healed in Jesus' name. God, I pray for different conditions in our bodies, O oh Lord. Doesn't matter what it is, if it's cancer or diabetes or emphysema or bad back or bad liver or doesn't matter, Lord, whatever the name is, you're bigger, you are stronger because you are our healer. So we stand on that authority today. And as we partake of this bread today, we stand on your word that says you are our healer. So Lord, heal our minds as well, O Lord. God, purify our minds and heal our minds. Heal our spirits, O Lord. God, let us be praisers, O God. Let us be the people that shout the good things that are happening in life. God, let us have good words that come from our spirit man to help those around us. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your broken body. And I pray, O oh Lord, for the people that receive right now, that you will heal them in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we eat of the bread together, please? Verse 27, it says, Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. And then it said, and they sung a hymn and they departed. You know, today as we uh, have thought so much about this service and, and the ministry that went forth today, and the beginning of a new theme of the healing, you know, Pastor Jen said it in her message, but when you think about these were being written in August of 2019, you say, Pastor, I've been watching you every week and you keep referring to that fact. What's so important about that fact? God knew what we would need way back when and was preparing us as your pastors to write the messages and the themes and the scriptures that would help you, would help all of us during this time. The blood that was shed was shed for a reason 2,000 years ago. 
That fact is that his blood provided the ability for forgiveness of sins. Wow. What can wash me? The blood of Jesus. What can cleanse me? The blood of Jesus. What can forgive me? The blood of Jesus. What can pardon me? The blood of Jesus. What can wipe away my past? The blood of Jesus. What can bring cleansing to me? The blood of Jesus. What can change the whole ballgame? The blood of Jesus. So today as we drink this cup, we are saying to the Lord, I remember. I remember what you've done. It is written what you've done. And the cleansing of the sins of mankind. So today as we partake together, I want to say a, another prayer. Because today you, you may have been the person that said the prayer. Because the Bible says we're supposed to examine ourselves. But maybe you followed us all along, you listened to the message, and, and you're sitting right there right now saying, man, I, I need to get things straightened with God. That's why the scripture said to examine. Examine, look inside and say, is there anything that I need to ask for forgiveness? This is your moment. Lord, forgive me. And then we eat and re-drink. So, Lord, thank you for your blood. Thank you that it cleanses us from all sins. And Lord, I am grateful that you died for me. I'm grateful that you died for every one of these people, oh Lord. And Lord, as we drink of this cup together, we drink in family, we drink in unity, we drink in fellowship, fellowship with one another because the blood unites us. Your grace unites us. Your mercy unites us. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you, O oh Lord. You did not single out any certain type of a person, O oh Lord. You said, my blood cleanses all, all mankind. And Lord, I thank you for that. So Lord, thank you for the blood. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Let us drink of the cup together, please. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Just take a moment right there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, thank you for this moment. As a church from around the world, that we can fellowship together and though we're thousands of miles apart from each other, we feel a kindred spirit, a unity of brotherhood. God, thank you for the fellowship of communion. Thank you that we had this opportunity today. And I pray that God, you will continue to help us. So Lord, today, I pray you bless your people. Take care of them, Jesus. God, I pray for our world today. Bring peace to our world. Let us look to you, O oh Lord, to bring peace. And God, give wisdom to leaders way beyond what they even are thinking right now. Give wisdom to leaders around our world. God, I pray for America today. America needs you, Jesus. Other countries, O oh Lord, today, Italy needs you, Jesus. China needs you, Jesus. God, all countries need you. 
All people need you. And so, Lord, I pray blessings upon them. Meet all their needs, take care of them, and protect them, I pray. In the name of the Father, name of the Son, and name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now today, I'm so glad you joined us. And at the end of this time, there'll be some things that are put on the screen. They're there for you to help get connected to us. If you've just given your life to Christ, we want you to send us a note. Just simply send a quick little email. It'll be there for you. And you can just say, hey, I gave my life to Christ today. I want you to know that for the rest of this year, your name will be written down and it will be given to me. And I will pray for you for the rest of this year. I'll promise to do that for you. But I, I know you need some other help. So please log in and, and get connected with us. There'll be ways there as well to be uh, a participant in financial giving. The church is still going on. The ministry keeps going on. We're about to reopen our campus there in Rome, and it's going to be awesome. And But we've had to do a whole lot of stuff of the meeting the needs that the government says we need to do, and we're doing them all. There's not one component that we're not doing. We're, matter of fact, we're in the process of making sure everything is ready for you that are living there in Rome. Or those of you that had already planned to visit us in Rome. So uh, we want you to know that. So we want you to be faithful in your giving. And it'll be there in the screen of how you can give. But in, over the next number of days, I want you to take some special time. I'm talking to you as your pastor. I want you to take some special time. And I want you to pray for our world. We need peace in our world. And I'll, I'll guarantee you, God will bring peace because that's who he is. Thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad you're a part of our family. And I pray you have a great week. God bless you. Amen.